0: Welcome to St. James Parish in Wilmington, North Carolina. You can learn more about St. James on our website at stjamesp.org. A few years ago, a pollster conducted a national survey asking one simple question. What is the phrase you most long to hear? What is the phrase you most long to hear? Now, just to clarify, this survey was not asking for a biblical phrase. It could be any sentence at all. What is the phrase you most long to hear? I wonder how you might answer that question. Think about that later. For now, do you wonder how others might have answered it? The number one response to the question, what is the phrase you most longed to hear, was I love you. No large surprise there. And in a solid second place was I forgive you. The third most longed for phrase, though, took me at least initially a bit by surprise. I love you. I forgive you. Dinner is ready. (laughs) Which is amazing, right? And it makes total sense. Ironically, we don't really need this survey to know the truth, to understand that which we desire the most. Jesus talks about it all the time. He talks about love. He talks about forgiveness. And he talks about being fed. For four Sundays in a row now, our lectionary has sat squarely in the sixth chapter of the Gospel of John. In case you haven't noticed, we've repeatedly heard Jesus declare, I am the bread of life. I am the living bread. I am the bread that came down from heaven. Enough times to make at least the preacher, if not everyone else, say, Okay, Jesus, bread, heaven. We get it. However, we've also repeatedly seen over the weeks pushback to what Jesus is saying. Folks who think he's challenging the law, folks who think he's challenging the prophets folks asking about his credibility, folks just wondering what the heck he means. So today Jesus seems a little fed up with all the pushback. So he turns it up. He clarifies. He goes deep and long and suddenly he says a lot more than just, I am the bread of life. I'm telling you the truth, he says, both to the crowd gathered around him in Capernaum and to you and to me. I'm telling you the truth. If you do not eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you will not have life in yourselves. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, for my flesh is the real food. My blood is the real drink. Well then, upon hearing it, the crowd most certainly would have taken a deep breath, because what Jesus was speaking about, as far as the law and the prophets were concerned, had always been considered off-limits. And by off limits, I mean the first response of any educated Jew would have been mostly to close their eyes, to cover their ears, to gasp, eating flesh, drinking blood. Many likely thought he was a lunatic. Some would definitely have thought he was a liar. And actually, if you and I ponder this, we might take a deep breath as well. Because this whole idea doesn't really fit with our reason, with our sensibilities, To be honest, if we're real with ourselves, it's just a little gross. When was the last time you really paid attention to the words in our prayer book? The words from Jesus himself that we hear every single week during the celebration of the Eucharist? A fellow clergy person wrote about what happened when one of his parishioners did just that. And I quote him. The communion table was draped, as always, in starched linen, set with silver chalices and plates and a crystal flagon. The congregation was silent, even somber, as I began carefully to read the words of institution in a solemn tone meant to add dignity to the proceedings. And on this occasion, when I repeated Jesus' familiar words, this is my body broken for you, this is my blood shed for you, a very small girl suddenly said in a very loud voice, "Ooh, yuck. The congregation looked horrified, he continued, as if someone had spattered blood all over the altar, which in effect is just what the little girl had done with her explanation, her exclamation. Unquote. For sure, the very blunt response of that little girl got everyone's attention. This I believe, my friends, the very blunt response of Jesus today is intended by him to get our attention. He's asking us to choose: lunatic, liar, or Lord because that is his claim that he is the Lord not some nice guy not a prophet not a magician Jesus has made his declaration very clear what we do with that message though is our choice you know the old saying about our gospel that it is intended to comfort the afflicted and also to afflict the comfortable what we do then with our message again is our choice and choice can be uncomfortable even in the best of circumstances I read this week that in the Hebrew language, the phrase body and blood symbolizes all of a person. In contemporary English, we might be more inclined to say my body and my soul. I officiated a wedding for my nephew in July. There's a part at the beginning of our marriage liturgy. I'm sure it's familiar to most of you. I'm just noticing as we look outside, it's pouring to rain outside right now. I'm wondering. I understand now the scramble in the parking lot, but I see it and I understand it. So, I did officiate a wedding in July for my nephew. There's that part at the beginning of the marriage liturgy, I'm sure it's familiar to most of you, that talks about the union of two persons in heart and body and soul and mind. I'm always able to use that as a springboard for conversation with a couple to reckon with them that if you are making a commitment with your heart and your body and your mind, then you must be all in. All in. So there's a group of followers gathered around Jesus today. He's talking about his heart and his body and his soul. He's talking about his flesh and his blood. Today we hear quite plainly and bluntly that Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus our Christ, is all in. There have been centuries of conversation, debate, even theological argument about the bread and the wine and the body and the blood at communion. I'm not too interested in that debate today. Instead, I'll share the wisdom of John Calvin, who summarized his understanding of Christ's presence in the Lord's Supper by saying, quote, I would rather experience it than understand it. Jesus says, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. My friends, every time we gather at the altar, we remember and we celebrate the ultimate act in all of human history, the ultimate culmination of love, and forgiveness and being fed. There we can hear again and again Jesus say very loudly and clearly, I love you. I forgive you. Dinner is ready. So I invite you then, as you hold that small bit of bread in your hand, to consider what Jesus most longs to hear. Maybe that's more important than what we long to hear, because Jesus already has that one figured out. And really we have as well. Because today Jesus challenges you to consider your heart and your body and your soul. And Jesus asks you. Are you all in? Are you all in? Let us pray. Lord Christ, we're grateful today for the reminder that we are indeed loved and forgiven. And that through your death on the cross and your rising to life again. We have access to the sustaining gift of your presence and your salvation. Amen.